Welcome to episode number 18 of Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. Thanks to energy psychology and the help of some brilliant therapists, I've been able to become anxiety-free and I'm comfortable and at ease socially. Now, on this show, I interview experts each week to explore different social anxiety solutions from both Western traditional psychology as well as Eastern energy psychology. So each week, we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Today, I'm interviewing Eve Woche on the topic of sex and sexuality. So did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> you did. All right, very good. So here's a bit about Eve. Eve is a psychotherapist, a trainer, an author, a supervisor of therapists, and a sexologist specializing in brief therapy, complex trauma, and attachment disorders. Eve, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Thank you to you. Thank you. Mm. So um, we want people to get to know you a little bit and hear some words of encouragement. And we start off by listening to that in the inspiration round. So Eve, I know from experience that overcoming social anxiety can be quite a struggle. And especially when you're not addressing the proper causes of it, you can end up going in circles for a long time. And that's why we do this inspiration round each week. We want to hear some words of wisdom so that people, you know, get fired up and, you know, get ready to start doing their inner work. So first off, have you ever experienced social anxiety yourself? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Uh, I had uh, big troubles and problems uh, almost 20 years ago. And uh, I lived, yes, almost two years with a lot of uh, social anxiety, uh, a lot of shame and so on. So mm. I really need to to receive some therapist help and uh, ther- therapeutic help. So I was very, very happy to discover, too, the energy psychology and uh, the wisdom of the Eastern and the Western world, yes. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, okay. And uh, is, is there an experience, you know, I, I know for myself that would be a difficult question to answer as well. When, what was like the worst time you had social anxiety? But cause <laughs> it's quite a lot of times. But is there maybe like a, a really embarrassing time that stands out or a time that you know that uh, it, it really sucked <laughs> to have social anxiety? Oh, yes, I, I, I lose everything. I lose everything in my life, my house, my friends, my family, everything. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't want to get out anymore. And uh, Epilia, I just kept perhaps three, four really friends, real friends. And uh, they arrived to, to, to trigger something in, in, in myself. So after that, with the help of the therapy, uh, I built something new. So <laughs> I'm, I'm here tonight or I'm here today with you just uh, to share that and to share my experiment and my experience. Mm. Yes. Right, your your personal transformation. Yeah. Yes, really. Hmm. Really. 
Well, normally I ask uh, how how it was uh, that you helped a socially anxious client, but you know, how was that for you? The transformation that you went through to overcome your social anxiety. Um, I think the, the the first the first thing was about the forgiveness to be able to forgive to to our own to to myself to the other but uh, the first step was compassion and forgiveness mm. i think uh, it's two things very very important to to remember because um, often we we just think about the the future but we are totally stuck in the past mm. and there is a part that said oh, you had to you had to do something else you don't you, you you could not do that and but okay it it was certainly true but it was totally impossible at this time so i think it just to learn to Yes, to learn to enter in the forgiveness and the compassion. So mm. I think for, for me, it's my, it's my path. It's just walk around the f- compassion and forgiveness. Mm. So with my, with my client, I just uh, develop a lot, yeah, increase a lot my, my ability to be aware to what uh, leave the, the client and to be able to just to be there with a lot of self um, Yes. Hmm. What happened for you? Um, so you you lost everything, um, and uh, you, whatever you have left is uh, just a few friends, and you're, you know, in in a really dark place. And the first step that you go to is forgiveness and compassion towards yourself, I guess. Yes, it was uh, because. Uh I I felt a lot of angry against me because uh, uh, for me it was the first time I didn't succeed to to avoid uh, issue problem. Uh, I was totally for, formatted to <laughs> to find the right solution. Uh, for the first time in my life, it was not possible because um, I just assume assume things from my my family and i didn't i, I did i didn't be well, i was not be able to just to understand what what will happen so yes it was a <laughs> it was a path of humility <laughs> first mm-hmm. thing and after that uh, just some friend said okay but if you don't forgive yourself you cannot arrive to to build something new. Mm. Um, I, I learned that also by uh, tapas, tapas filming with TAT, uh, uh, tapas acupressure technique, because uh, tapas said that during a workshop, and uh, I think it was it was very true. Yeah, it was very real. Mm. So yes, the the compassion and the self forgiveness. It's it's important. Hmm. I um I know that a, a lot of clients have trouble with this. You know, um, self forgiveness, yes. self compassion, self acceptance, or acceptance of the situation as it is. It's like, well, 
you know, once, once all, once my anxiety is gone and once all the problems in my life caused by anxiety are no longer there, well, then I forgive myself and then I'll have self-compassion and, <laughs> but you know, not, not really how it works. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a belief. It's a belief mm. because uh, it's a rational belief, yeah. but the, the, the heart, the, the heart doesn't function with the, the rationality. Hmm. So, so no. It's first thing. It just accept, but it's it's also right that we had to to build this uh, awareness um, to self consciousness because uh, it's not it's not the way that the the, uh, the society uh, learned that to to us. The society said, you, you, you must succeed, you had to succeed, it's the, the realization, it's what you earn, what you own, what, what, what is your, yes, what is your uh, professional or, or social statute, mm. but it's not the, that's not the truth. The first thing for me is just realize if I'm, I'm totally congruent with my life, with my thoughts, with my act, what I, what I'm doing, so it's very important. So it's a way. So you can just learn to to the client, to observe what happened in their mind, in their spirit, and uh, and if they are in peace or not. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you reach the peace, the inner peace. Normally, it's because it's correct. It's you are on the right way. Except perhaps for the sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah and, and an added pressure is uh, indeed, like you say, um, you know, what society thinks of you. So now you have this problem and you also have this idea of what society thinks of you. So there's like, well, how can I ever accept me? Because society is not accepting me. I have anxiety. So, you know, I'm, I'm instantly considered to be weak and pathetic and, you know, a loser. And I also don't have the success that society tells me that I should have. And, you know, it's like added pressure to the already challenging uh, situation. Um, yes, that's totally true. Totally true. Hmm. But, and it, it is the society, it is the family, it is the education, environment, it's yeah. all the stuff. Culture, so, yeah, worked with the people yeah, the, from different uh, cultures. Some people yeah. from some cultures have immense pressure on them. Uh, I yes. come from the Netherlands, that's not really uh, applicable, but you know, people from Thailand, for example, uh, the pressure that they have on them uh, for the coming from the family, or at least some of the people that I worked with, uh, is huge. It's, yeah, it's immense. Hmm. Okay. Um, so um, you, you started using what to help you get to that place of, um, you know, forgiveness and self-compassion and before you go there just just so you know the the people that are listening to this they're somewhat aware of energy psychology but they're they're no by no means experts they're very they're pretty new to it they know eft and that that's about it okay Mm. okay okay on on my on my way i use first uh emdr 
Mm-hmm. So highest movement desensitization and reprocessing. Um, and, and, and sorry to interrupt you, Eve, but that is a typical technique that is already recognized by, uh, you know, th- that is a, uh, one of the main tools uh, for trauma that regular psychopar- psychotherapists use, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And uh, after that, uh, I, I thought it was too, too hard to use EMDR on myself because uh, you, you need to enter very deeply in the, in the trauma. So uh, for this kind of social anxiety, sometimes it's very useful, but sometimes it's very hard. And uh, my specialization is to the complex trauma. So, so I really need to go very deep in, inside the problem, the issue. Mm-hmm. So I change and I discover the energy psychology, like EFT. Uh, that's one of the base. And, um, and after that, I just uh, discover all the tools like TAT or logosynthesis uh, or uh, REMAP and so on. So all these tools use the thing lightly differently. So it needs to be uh, related with the problem, but you need you don't you don't have to go so deep deep in the sensation, uh, in the bodily sensation or in the emotion. So you need to be connected, but not so hard. So I think it's very, very uh, interesting just to apply that. So energy psychology for me was one of the, yes, the, the best solution. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, I think that, that changed my life, really. Mm. And after that, I just followed the training and, and become a trainer in di- different modalities. But uh, it was because I really, really realized that the client... Uh, could um, obtain a real deep change, but more easily than with other uh, classical therapy. Yeah. Thanks, thanks yeah. for pointing that out, because uh, I want to emphasize that, um, like you said, you don't have to go as deep into the trauma, yet the results are profound, right? They're, they're, they're fast, and they're, so it's, it's more gentle, it's easier, and the results are so deep and so effective, and people, you know, I myself have experienced a lot of it. It's not just EFT, you know, EFT is just the most well-known uh, uh, that, that I speak of here on the podcast, but, you know, uh, some of what Eve's already mentioned, logosynthesis, um, you know, uh, emotion code is, is great, psyche, there, there are a wide variety of other techniques that are gentle and get amazing results. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So, so Eve, many um, people listening to this, they've, they've tried, you know, some things to overcome their social anxiety. They might have, you know, the, the standard recommended approach is uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and, you know, change your thoughts and face your fears. And some of them have tried that, but, you know, they have not succeeded. And they're like, well, this is too hard or I give up or... You know, I'll just have to accept that I live with this for the rest of my life. And, you know, a lot of them may have lost hope completely. And they're like, uh, there's just no way that I can ever get out of this. 
What would you say to someone listening who is like that? But it's it's false. <laughs> it's not right. right. It's wrong because um, I I did it. But um, I, I followed a lot of clients that that totally gets out of this kind of uh, issues. So and perhaps it's it it could be interesting to to mention that some um, well known uh, classical psychotherapy. And, and uh, writers uh, become to say that energy psychology could be a branch of the CBT. Uh, they call that uh, BMSA, so bifocal multisensory activation. And they, they become to explain how the energy psychology functions with the stimulation of uh, different ways of the bifocal uh, concentration and uh, and the stimulation with, with some acupressure point or to uh, focus on some sentences and so on. But it's, it's interesting because I think that the academic world uh, be, became more and becomes more aware uh, from the results of energy psychology. Mm. So for me, with uh, social anxiety, it's, uh, we, we need to know what, is, what are the roots of the problem. So first, for me, it's still the same. First thing is to know if it is simple or complex uh, situation. Simple or complex. Simple is just unique uh, issue. Complex is the repetition of the same issues or of different issues, but that, that create uh, in the environment of the people, of the client, um, a pressure, a constant pressure. Mm. So it could um, uh, it could create a more uh, difficult, more difficulties to to solve the problem because there is connection. It's it's like the memory function. So the memory function with connection and analogic connection. So if you repeat something. It's more deep than if it's just one unique stuff to, to treat. So, um, and, so and it's simple or complex. And uh, just, just so I see if, 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 uh, if I understand what you're saying. So um, a, a simple social anxiety might be um, you know, public speaking, for example. You know, you're functioning fine in life, but you know, when it comes to public speaking, there you have high anxiety and it's impossible and you, know, you have to give speeches for work and it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. That might be pretty easy to resolve. However, when you have social anxiety in all situations with all people and then in certain situations, it's even worse, that might be where it is linked to a lot of things and it will be more complex to overcome. Yes, because sometimes if it is a symptom, you can just translate the symptom to another one. Mm. So uh, it, we, we talk about dissociation. So dissociation is a defense mechanism. So the, the, the first defense mechanism is just the pain, the anxiety mm -hmm. to something, uh, to, uh, to one belief, a fantasy, a event or a, a, a person. It's the first, first degree of dissociation. But anxiety, if we cannot be able to solve the problem, you, we, we could develop um, defense mechanisms to avoid the pain, 
to avoid avoid the, the fear and the anxiety. It's that's the second degree of dissociation, mm. and it is the uh, OCD. It is uh, um, phobia. There is also there the um, addictions stuff. Mm. So if we try to treat the second degrees of dissociation, like OCD, um, phobias, or addictions, we we see that uh, often the symptoms just will be move, moved to another one. Right. Or that the, the older one come back. <laughs> so, so it's very important just to know what is the real issue, not necessarily the, the reaction to the issue. Often the, the client or the therapist uh, could imagine that the, the reaction... Uh, like the who has the anxiety or the pain or the phobia, the addiction, etc., is the problem. But it's n- that's not the problem. The problem it's what is behind the reaction. So, if we treat the first degrees of um, uh, dissociation has the anxiety, sometimes we just lose the 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 roots of the problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the the problem of the CBT therapy. If you, we just use the CBT, we just talk with the client, we can propose to the client to do something. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Because sometimes the problem is more complex and the reaction has the anxiety, first degree of dissociation, or the phobia, addiction, OCD, second degrees of dissociation, are reactions. And if we work on the reaction, on the second degree of dissociation as addiction, we can just constat, we can just observe that uh, often the symptom will be moved to another one because the system will try to protect um, itself, to protect us. The dissociation degrees like anxiety first degree or phobia addiction, and OCD second degrees are defense mechanism of from the unconscious to protect us again the situation that that created this anxiety and so on. So if we just work on the reaction as the dissociation degrees, sometimes we just uh, observe that the symptom will be moved to another one. So if I try to stop to drink, I could be, uh, begin to heat too, too much. Or if I try to stop to smoke, I will begin to drink and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've written a long article about this uh, in particular, because I found out that exactly what you're talking about is like anxiety is not the problem. Anxiety is just a symptom of a deeper underlying problem. And that deeper underlying problem is what needs to be addressed. Otherwise, the anxiety will never go away. And, you know, I know that from experience because I tried, I tried all the, the, the change your thoughts, affirmations, visualizations, face your fears, and it would work for a little bit. <laughs> But then uh, a couple of days later, all my anxiety was back again because the anxiety is there 
to protect you, to keep you safe from what your brain perceives as dangerous. And uh, you, you need to address the underlying stuff. Now, this might sound a bit complicated as we're talking about it now. However, I've broken this down into an easy-to-understand structure that I visually present to you in an article called Why You Fail to Beat Your Social Anxiety and How to Create Rock-Solid Social Confidence. And that article you can find on the show notes page as well as everything else we're discussing in this interview. And that show note page can be found at socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash Eves, Y-V-E-S. And if you would like to get some personal assistance on helping you overcome your social anxiety, I'm available for coaching sessions and you can inquire about that using my contact form, socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash contact. Let's continue the show. Mm, that's that, that that's why that's why I I begin to explain the brain functions. I explain the fight, flight, freeze response and so on. So I just explain to my client how their brain and how brain function. And I said, okay, we we analyze ten billion of uh, data by seconds. Uh, all these data are positive or negative. Uh, so if there is too many data um, analyzed as a danger, the, the survival brain will, will take the lead. And this brain will provoke a lot of reaction, like anxiety, um, fear, uh, anger, and so on. So I think it's, it's very interesting to explain that because the client could um, no, become able to recuperate his own life because he understood and he understands what happens in their life, why there is anxiety, why there is a panic attack, why there is a anger suddenly, like a volcano, because it's just a fight, flight, freeze response. So it, the organism, the brain, try to help us to survive to a situation. But... Uh, the situation generally doesn't um, need that we react so much, but the brain well, um, the brain was not uh, upgraded. <laughs> so we function with the the survival brain as there is still a lion or tiger that will that will attack us or that or that attack us. Yeah. But it's not the truth. It's just a. It's just a reaction, overreaction of the brain to protect uh, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. And, and um, when someone has a complex social anxiety like this, it might take some time to overcome it. However, when, you know, if someone with complex social anxiety comes to you, um, will, what typically happens during a first session? Will they already feel a bit better? Is it going to be really hard and tough? Like, I want to paint a little bit of a realistic picture so that people can understand what, you know, what the process is on the, you know. Yes, the, the, the first thing, the first step is stabilization. So I, we, we explain what happens. We see and we and we show how in in his life uh, the the anxiety response um, acts and um, and reacts 
And after that, we begin to show some very, very easy tools to, to be able to manage the anxiety. But we also explain that sometimes it's just too early for the client to use this simple tool because you, we, can, we can have polarization. So some part of us that struggle against uh, uh, inside, of, uh, inside of us. Uh, one part of me is just uh, boring about the, the crying part, and another one is uh, just too uh, just happy that we can uh, be able to take care of the the crying part and so on of the child part. So so it's like a family. It's like an inner family. So generally, I will try to show some acupressure point like EFT or Remap, and also train the client to use the uh, um, cardiac coherence with the, the breathing, uh, five seconds to inhale, five seconds to exhale, because we know that it's a very, very uh, beautiful tool to just decrease the anxiety. And um, we can also just explain some, trick, some, some tricks and tips. Uh, but by example, if, if you try to, uh, to keep your focus on your tongue, and just uh, try that your tongue don't move in your mouth. Generally, you, you will constate that after 30 seconds, one minute, there is no thoughts anymore. So you can just stop the, the, mental, the mental activation. Mm. So it's a, just a little tip to, to help the people just to calm down, mm. to easy the way to calm down. How does yeah. how does someone typically feel after a first session? Well, it's a mix because uh, sometimes there is some activation because we talk about the problem, so there is some emotion. But generally, at the end of the session, there there also more peace because they just they they realize that it's possible to get out of this. Right. Uh, so generally, it's a part of a part is in peace. The part is a little bit activated by the the speech about <laughs> the issue yeah. or the the anamnesia, but uh, yeah, but we know it's 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 a pass. And the second thing is just to build the therapeutic alliance, so the the confidence bet between the client and the therapist is very 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 important. Right. So it's it I think it's the base the the, the basement. To build the relation and uh, the therapy. Excellent, excellent. I think uh, I think that's inspiring to to hear because you know as we talk about uh, you know complex social anxiety. Yes, it might take a bunch of sessions to overcome it, but you know keep in mind that as you go through this process, each session that you do, you're going to grow. You're going to release stuff. You're going to uh, grow more peace. Uh, you're going to grow more peaceful. And your hope and your expectation of relief is going to grow session by session. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have challenges along the way, but things get yeah. better as you take action. Yeah, great. Yes. Th thanks for that, yes, Ease. Yes. Let's move on. Perfect. Yeah, to the... Topic of the day. So, Eve, we talk about sexuality today because I believe many people with social anxiety struggle in this area. 
including myself. So uh, I personally had trouble with sex from the moment I hit puberty. I, um, I, I started fearing sex because I wasn't fully grown, so to speak, and I didn't have any pubic hair yet. And I feared that I would get teased about it. So I was like, well, I'll postpone that until later on. And uh, actually found my way into drugs, of all things. And then when I, uh, when, you know, 15, 16-year-old, my friends started to get girlfriends, I couldn't talk with them, uh, let alone end up in bed with them to save my life. And uh, so all sorts of problems there. And then, you know, in my early and mid-20s, uh, not being able to get it up in situations or premature ejaculation and all sorts of, let's just say, uh, less fun sexual experiences. And I know that, uh, you know, this is for many men the case, deal with social anxiety. Many women struggle with their own sexual problems as well. So great to be talking to a sexologist about this topic. So here we go, some questions. Um <clears throat> Someone with social anxiety nearly always deals with shame issues, and they're often related to sex. Can you share some common causes for people to be ashamed uh, in relation to sex and sexuality? Yes, I think the, the, the first thing is the, the culture. So the culture and the family environment. Because uh, if, in this, in, if in the family it was a taboo, the, the the client is totally lost because he 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 don't know he doesn't know uh, it, it's a f we we don't talk about sex oh yes we talk about sex but not about sexuality <laughs> so when, when we are um, when you are young we have a fantasy about sex what is it what is the relation during this uh, sex sex relation we, we we don't know and we saw a lot of um, uh, movies and and pictures and uh, magazines and so on so there is a, a fantasy the first fantasy is that for the man by example we we need to to stay long 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 time like the like star wars it's a long, 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 far and far, 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 far galaxy. <laughs> so we, we we need to to work a, a lot. So we need to to become a champion. So uh, uh, um, at least uh, one hour or uh, one or thirty minutes and so on. Mm -hmm. But the, the truth that's not there. <laughs> I think uh, I think a man from the UK it's uh, seven minutes, and a man from the Spanish countries it's uh, one minute. Something like one minute and, and thirty seconds. So, it, so that's not the truth. <laughs> so interesting culture. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But but the fantasy, the the cultural fantasy. It's oh, we need to 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 stay <laughs> to stop. And for the woman and for the man, it, it's also the same. So we need to to bring the woman to the orgasm, but it function. It doesn't function like that. For the man, the, the act of sexuality is a proof of love. But for the woman, it's not, it's not the truth. For, for a woman, the act of sexuality, it's the consequences of the, the intimacy, the, just to take time to discover the body, to discover the other one, the emotion, the feeling, and so on. For the man, that's not the same. 
So it's it's totally logical that it creates a lot of uh, fears and uh, beliefs about the sexuality. Mm. Uh, personally, I was very shy, very, very, very shy. So uh, I remember my first girlfriend, I was... Uh, I was 16 years old and my girlfriend was 15 and I just flied away. After one week, two weeks, I didn't know how to manage my feelings, my sensation, so I just escaped of the, of the relation. Mm. I, I just disappeared of the relation. Mm. So, and um, one month later, the, the, my girlfriend came back and said, what happened? You disappeared. And I said... I, I don't, I'm not able to manage my, my, my sensation, my feeling. Uh, I was just afraid. I was just afraid. And I just, after that, I just uh, wait three years <laughs> to, to, to try to, to do another uh, relation. So I think it's totally normal because... Uh, the society, the, the movies show a lot of things, but it, that's not the true. If you if you saw a pornographic movie, you you said, "Oh, that's a champion. They take uh, they take they, they take <laughs> they take something," mm. because it's not possible. Mm. Well, yes, it's possible if you become in a dissociation state, so you don't think about the act. You just you just stay concentrated on the physical action, but you don't let yourself to feel what happens in your body. That's one of the things we are not habitué. Um, uh, we are not. Um, um, oh, I lose my word in in English. Um, it's like a training. So if you just practice one. Your body, it's totally full of new sensations. So it's normal that you can have, as a man, a premature ejaculation because it's too, too hard. So sometimes the man just will become, just will begin to think to other things, not to be connected with the body, but just with the, the spirit or the mental. Baseball, one Mississippi, yes. two Mississippi. Yes, igloo, igloo, <laughs> snow, ice, <laughs> and so on. I, I did, I did that. I did that. <laughs> I remember. I think to a, a igloo with the Eskimo. <laughs> so, <laughs> but after that, we just realized that. Perhaps your partner will be receive some pleasure, but you, 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 you leave nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's what's not the, the true path. Yeah. So th there is some some tips. Um, you you can use the body. You can use the body and the breathing. First thing, you can use the visualization. But the body and the breathing is very important. So if you tense the muscles you go to the ejaculation and the orgasm. If you just relax the muscles, no, normally you cannot reach the orgasm because it's just a, it's just a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. So more tenses in the muscles, more um, the ejaculation will, or the orgasm will uh, come um, quickly. If you breathe, if you breathe from your your belly, 
you stop the ejaculation. So you can just try to, to inhale and exhale from the belly, from the stomach, and avoid to breathe too, um, too quickly. If you breathe quickly, you just send some information to your brain that there is something will, that will happen. So it's like fight, flight, freeze response. It's like stress response. Mm -hmm. So it's acceleration of the, of the sensation and acceleration of the, the, uh, the blood in your vein. So the, if we need to have the blood for the, uh, for the sex, for the penis, but we don't need to have too, much, too many blood in, in the muscles with oxygen because it's like we, ha we were in a fight-flight freeze, freeze response. So it will provoke the orgasma and the ejaculation. Mm. So we just breathe by the belly to stop this. Um, you can use also the visualization. So effectively, perhaps not the igloo and the Eskimos and, and, so, on, and so on, but you can just gentle... Um, come back to uh, a state more comfortable for you, more relaxed for you. Mm. Um, we can also use the um, preliminary, so gentle caress, gentle uh, hugs, and so on, taking the, the arms and so and so on, use the tongue and so on. So it's uh, just um, build something new. It's not a competition. It's not a competition to <laughs> to stay the to stay longer. It's just a competition against ourselves, against us, just to be more present to the to the act, to the situation, to the relation, yeah. and what will happen during the act with your partner. So yes, and and. <clears throat> For because we're talking about guys, uh, for, for women there are um, quite some challenges as well from yeah. you know pain during sex, low libido, uh, not being able to orgasm, and um, th these conditions often are there for people with anxiety. Why um, why why does that happen for? You know why does it happen for women who suffer from anxiety, and what can be done to overcome that? That I think that's the so first thing for the woman. It's just to take time to create the relation. Mm -hmm. So just to be held in arms, to be to leave some hugs, long, long, long hugs, uh, to really create the confidence, the confidence in the relation and the confidence with the partner. I think it's also a good, good reason to just. Letting go the uh, sh the shame, because uh, there is no shame to there is no shame. So, a body, a mind, a spirit, it's uh, it's one thing. So, we we could just cut the body from the the, the mental state of the the spirit state, but that's not true. That's not right. So, it's just one thing. So, if we just Try to be open, to be aware that the body functions with the, the mental and the spirit, and the spirit functions with the body and the mental, and so on. We can just help the woman and the man to to be more uh, open to the relation. And after that, 
there is also the, the tense in the muscles. So for the woman, if there is more tense in the muscles, normally we, she, she will be able to reach the orgasma um, easier. Mm. Um, we can also use some uh, practical drill, practical exercise. So just to use the masturbation to create some uh, sensibility uh, with some erogen parts of the body. So, uh, because we just discover some, some new sensation. Uh, a lot of people are totally cut from their body. Mm. They, they really don't know the, the body and their, and their own bodies. They just, uh, it's like, a, it's like a tool, but it's not, uh, it's like, it's not like a home or like a house. But we we live in this house. We we need to to have our body to experiment the life. So it's not just the mental. It's also the body and the sensation. And we can create the the relation and the sensation and the feelings between uh, the body and the, the mind, playing with the body and the mind. So we can just create fantasy, and we can create. Uh, body sensation to try something new mm. but with a lot of respect of the other one the partner and respect of um, ourselves. it's very important mm. um, s- some people are you know um, they have such fear of intimacy and fear of sex itself that they're they're not even able to get to the place where they do have sex you know they, they avoid it is is uh, is there a gentle way to make intimacy and sex more comfortable? No, normally, I think if for this kind of people we had, we really need to explore all the rules of of the situation. So sometimes it's the family belief, sometimes it's the cultural belief or re- religious beliefs, sometimes it's also, it's because the first um, experiment was awful. So the people uh, freeze and uh, they, they are not able to go to another relation anymore. So we can just explore that and talk about that during, uh, in the same time that we stimulate some acupressure point to, to, uh, uh, to, to break the, um, to break the memories of the problem. So um, it's like the non-anti-Pavlov uh, reaction. You, you know Pavlov with the conditionment. So it, yeah, deconditioning. It's un- yeah. Yes, it's deconditioning the, the situation. We can also propose to the, to the client, to the people, just to Im- imagine how does it work if it works well. And what happened, what happened in, in their body? What do you feel in the, your body? What is the sensation? What is the feeling, the emotion? How do you do that? We can use uh, hypnosis for matrix reimprinting, hypnosis with uh, EFT points. We can use a remap. You can use a lot of tools. Uh, but it's, I think the first step is just cre- recreate the self-esteem, self-confidence, and just talk about imagination. Mm. We can also talk with the client about our own um, uh, experiments and say, and just explain it's normal. So it's the 
part of the recognition, rec- the recognition of the fear, the recognition of the anxiety. Mm. That's the first, it, it's one of the first steps to do. I, I remember one case. I think it was my first uh, sexuality case. It was very interesting. It was a, a truck driver. So when you drive a truck, you have a lot of time to, to think. Mm. And uh, th- this guy was so so uh, powerful. It, it, it's like a mountain. It was, yes, I was totally impressed because it, it was a, a rock, a mountain. They say, wow, what a man. Mm. And he, he, came, he came to me and said, Oh yeah, I have a problem. I I can I'm not able to to I'm not able to just to penetrate my my wife. So I'm I'm totally afraid that my wife lo- uh, uh, left me and uh, and and quit the relation. And I said, oh yeah, and uh, I just be- we just begin to to work together with that. And after the session, it was a TAT session. The people had a, a big smile, and uh, he came back to his home. And I just received a, a short message, uh, <laughs> some f- few hours later, and said, "Yes, yes." <laughs> so, and I said, "Okay." And, and we 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 took another appointment two weeks later. And two weeks later, I saw him arrive with a. a, a oh, Totally sad, and I said, "Oh, what? What happened?" And he said, "I don't know. It did. It didn't function yesterday night. Uh, I just came back from two weeks in in my trucks, and uh, uh, I travel a lot." And I said, "Okay." So I just think, okay. So the session functions, but it doesn't. It uh, didn't hold. So what happened in these two weeks? And I just asked to the client, "What do you do? What did you do during these two weeks?" Oh, my mind just begin to think, oh, if it, and, and if it doesn't function anymore. Hmm. But when you, when you drive, you have a lot of time to think. So it was the conditionment, two weeks of conditionment to lose. And I just explained that. I said, okay, I see what happened. You just, you just stimulate your finger, your index finger, when you drive, and if you if you surprise yourself to think that you lose, just did the correction. Like even though I've these thoughts that I could lose my erection, I can I could not succeed in my real in sex relation with my wife. I, I'm a good man, and I already succeed. And I'm just open to possibility to digest this differently. And just said, okay, if you f- surprise you to think like that, did this reframing, did this reframe, and, and do, do that. And, and two weeks later, after the, the other travel, it was totally finished. Hmm. Because uh, it just conditionment, unconditionment. So it's no, the, it's for the therapist, it's just to imagine what is the environment of the people. To to be to be sure that we we work on all of the aspects of the problem, not one, but all the stuff. Great, and uh, yeah, you mentioned a couple of uh, a variety of techniques uh, already. Let's go to the solutions round and see what's your favorite. 
Here we go. So, Eve, you've mentioned uh, a lot of different uh, techniques and strategies and solutions. And uh, I, in the beginning of the interview, I, I read out your bio. But if I would have read out all of the things you're qualified in, uh, it would have taken a long time. So, fun question coming up. So, through all of the stuff that you've worked with and tried and are trained in, what's the most effective tool or technique or strategy um, that you've experienced that people can self-apply today? Hmm. I, I use a mix of uh, different techniques, but uh, mainly it is a provocative energy technique, mm-hmm. like Steve Wells. Steve Wells on uh, show number five, yeah. David yeah. Lake, and, show number and 12. David Lake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, it, it is also Remap, it's not Steve Reed. Remap, it's all the points of acupressure points that, that the EFT points. Uh, I just observed that generally it it does the the point go uh, deeper than EFT points, but um, it is also logosynthesis. So actually, I use mo- I, I use mainly PET with remap and logosynthesis. Logosynthesis in another way um, because we just use three different sentences and we represent the energy, the blocks, the the thoughts. Uh, has energy blocks in in our personal space and just remove the energy where it truly belongs. So it's very easy to use. Um, even has a personal and self treatment uh, tool. Um, and remap and PT. PT. It's interesting because uh, we can just use the the humor just to dramatize the situation. Mm. Because everybody wants to be the king of the of the couch, <laughs> but it's not uh, it's not the case, except for me. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, or, or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I I love. PET. It's a bit difficult to explain uh, uh, on here what it is because it's so comprehensive, you know, uh, based on provocative therapy. Um, but um, logosynthesis, on the other hand, I've learned that um, from Steve Wells, I guess, and he's not the originator of it by any means, but uh, I've been using it with my clients in sessions and used it myself. It is amazing and it is a, yes. a very simple technique by which you say a couple of phrases, it's difficult to believe that something like this actually works. And even me, I'm open-minded. I've been doing this for seven or eight years, uh, and I've done a bunch of weird techniques, I tell you. But when I first heard this, uh, Steve said, well, it's just you pick a memory, you say a couple of phrases, and these phrases kind of take the energy out of the memory. And it was kind of like with EFT, yeah, yeah, right, you know. But I tried it, and it works. And it's worked with clients over and over again, and it's very effective and very efficient. And uh, the guy, um, the 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 originator of it is also a psychotherapist, and he allows you to download a free uh, manual of it online as well. Isn't that right, Eves? Well, it's a doctor, doctor in psychology. Mm. Um, so William Lemers, doctor in psychology, uh, and 
It's, it's a real new modality. It's more than a tool. It's a real modality because it's a way to, to live his life. Mm. Uh, because you can just use logosynthesis very easily in your life. I, 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 and I did a lot. Uh, I'm a trainer in logosynthesis, okay. and I'm just preparing a, a, a training with sexuality and, uh, and intimacy. So, wow. <laughs> so but yes, because uh, I think it's very, very important just to, to imagine that for some client, it's very easy to feel the thing. Mm-hmm. So we can just feel in our personal space, where is the block? And we use, and we use a, a sentence like this. So, I remove all, I retrieve all my energy bound up in this situation. So it's not a reaction. And I take it back to the right place in myself. And you just let the sentences move something in our memories and our personal space. And after that, we just said, I remove all non me energy bound up or related with this situation from all my cells, all my bodies, all my personal space, and I set it back where it truly belongs. And it's very important because when you are totally stuck by the energy of your family or your father or your religion, it's very interesting. You said, I'll remove all non-me energy bound up in this representation of my father from all my cells, all my all my bodies, all my personal space, and then set it back where it truly, where it truly belongs. You feel, you, you, you really feel a peace, an inner peace, very, very quickly. Yeah. And after that, we work on the reaction. So we said, I retrieve all my energy, bound up in all my reaction to the issue, and I take it back to the right place within myself. So it's very interesting because um, when I when I learned that in my mind I said yeah okay it's like uh, it's like hypnosis but it's not hypnosis it's there is something that happen in the in the field the energy field but also in the memories so the memories the amygdala let let something and it's like um, deconditionment too so yes. Logosynthesis is very, very beautiful modality. So, and Willem Lamers, uh, I think, uh, yes, it's it's a great, 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 great thing. Mm-hmm. Logosynthesis is uh, created, I think, ten years ago now, but it became to to develop in around the world. The yeah, the the association and the training in with logosynthesis. Yeah. It, it's amazing, and I, I'm I'm just you know I am hard, I'm not even trained in this. I, I I bought the book, and I read it a couple of times, and uh, you know I tried it out, and even just that uh, has given me a lot of results already. So I can only imagine what happens when you actually get the training. So yeah, so thanks for that. Let's move on to the final empowerment round. So, Eve, uh, for for people to be inspired on their journey from social anxiety to social confidence, we want to uh, leave them with some some great resources. So, two more quick questions: Can you please share a book or a movie or a biography or a YouTube video or a movie or something that that you find is empowering, and then share why you chose it? Hmm. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, 
the logosynthesis book, yes, because uh, it's a new modality. I think it was it was interesting to see the the movie about the stress veteran project, EFT yeah. stress veteran project because uh, I think it's very interesting that the people know that for even for some very very uh, old trauma we can just move this trauma very quickly mm. and uh, very easily. Yeah. So this this uh, stress veteran. It was so, yeah, so immovable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was powerful to see. Yes, it, it, was, yes, it was one really. of the things that uh, made me believe that, hey, this, this EFT stuff is actually yes. for real. Because uh, you see these people, war veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and a variety of issues, and you see them how they work with, uh, with EFT masters, some of whom have, who have been on this show already, Sophia Kayer, for example, Lindsay Kenny. Uh, and you see them work with these EFT masters for five sessions only. And you see the progress that they make. And so within one week, uh, they overcome their PTSD which they've been suffering with for 20 years. And you see that happen on video. So I think that's a great resource. And I'll yeah. put that up there as well as your other recommendations. So thank you. Um, can you leave us with where we can find out more about you and then end by sharing your favorite quote with our listeners? Yes, so my, my website, it's so uh, www.yves.com. Um, uh, trade union, union, uh, trade union. I don't know the name in English. We are <laughs> going to link this up. <laughs> it, it's not the underscore. It's the just the normal, uh, normal track. And my name, so Wautier, W A U T H I E R dot com. And I have a lot of uh, document and uh, video resource. Some are in English too, so English and French. With some session, so it's very interesting. I think just to to see, and my quotes, my favorite quote. I, I have two. The, the first one is so it's uh, Khalil Gibran. So the paradise and the hell are inside of us. Mm. But my favorite is from my favorite is from Rumi. It's uh, don't plant anything but love. Mm. I like it. Nice. That's a great ending. Thank you. Thank you very much, Eve, for, uh, for the interview. I think that was very enlightening and uh, inspiring as well. I think people are going to uh, try out some new stuff, some new techniques. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this interview and once again if you want to get that article called why you failed to beat your social anxiety and the four steps to create rock solid social confidence you can find that at the show notes page which is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash eves y-v-e-s and on there you will also find everything that Eve's just mentioned. And there's another quick way to actually access that. And that is if you're on your pod player right now, you go to the episode and you click the I button. Once you click that, you uh, see a little description and there you see the show notes page. Once you click that, assuming you have internet, it opens the show notes page and you find all the information there. Okay. 
All right. And then again, if you're interested in coaching, you can inquire for an intro chat using my contact form, socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash contact. Hope you enjoyed the show and I look forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye for now.